Hey, Satori listeners, thank you for tuning in. This topic is going to be about healthy eating. My voice cracked. <laughs> healthy eating. Um, now as the year 2020 is approaching, many people are concerned on starting a new diet, um, changing of how they eat. You know, it's beautiful to keep this energy and to start this energy, but can you commit to this energy is my question. There's so many things we always want to do, but it's so hard to actually stick with it and commit to it. That's why diets, I truly believe, do not work. Whether it's keto diet, um, no carbs diet, all these different types of diets and shakes and all these different types of plans and, and just kind of like programming on, you know, if I reach this goal, that's it. You know, I just want to lose 10 pounds or I just want to lose the 20 pounds. And But what happens afterwards? What happens afterwards? So my thing is, instead of trying to plan a diet, instead of trying to just be so hard on yourself, why not make this a lifestyle? And I've always, I've always said this and I've always believed in it and I've always stuck with it. And... It's literally taking one day at a time and changing on how you see food and what you put in your body. The plate you have in front of you, you have to tell yourself, is this the proper meal that my body needs to consume? So many studies and nutritionists, everybody has some type of this is good for this. You can't eat that. You can't do, you know, there's so many different types of researchers out there. But I truly believe that once you make it a lifestyle, you truly understand your body, you know your body. Um, The more you're able to entune yourself with the body, you are able to navigate it. Um, Even with diseases and, and different types of chronic diseases and just how the body's signaling and telling us like, hey, we do not need this in our bodies. So everybody's body's designed differently. Um, some people create, some people's body um, produces more sugar than others, and then you end up with diabetes. Um, some end up with high cholesterols because the body produces too much cholesterols. So in that sense, it's it really it comes down to like, yeah, there's studies, you know, and research is out there, but in order to understand your body. You can't relate to what all these researches and studies say because they are not living in your temple, but you. And this is why I decided to speak about this topic about healthy eating. Um, you know, I challenge you guys to really start little by little. And um, for me, how I started my journey now that I'm a vegan vegetarian um, and I say vegan vegetarian and I don't like labeling it. I I I. I'm not fond of saying, oh, I'm pescatarian, I'm vegan, I'm this, I'm that. Why? Because it's a label. And once you place a label on something, it's kind of puts you in a box. So let's just keep in mind, we don't want, we want to be mindful of how we use these terms because, you know, we're not, the point is not to box ourselves in. The point is to make it a lifestyle Um, from foods to beverages to what we intake to how we exercise our body to how we sleep and here are some of the things that has helped me throughout my journey to really understand my body 
and to um, kind of work with my body and be hand to hand with my body. So most importantly, our gut is our main source. Anything in the gut that processes through the gut, whatever it is, it has a really big impact in in to your whole entire body, your neural system, your digestive system, everything, everything from in and out, um, especially energy. So how I've come to understand my body is, um, you know, before I became um, consciously aware of what I eat, uh, I was overweight at one point. I was even at 27. I was borderline diabetic. And that freaked me out because I said, well, I don't understand. how. Why are these numbers high? Well, turns out I didn't know my body. So the minute I started understanding my body, I started cutting things out. Um, I started the herbal life and that worked out. I had dropped some weight. My heaviest weight was 182. And I was pretty big. And I was I was not insecure, but I knew that I just felt uncomfortable in my clothes and certain clothes and stuff like that. Um, so when I started taking Herbal Life, um, I did it. I told myself, and here's the thing. I said, okay, I'm going to give four months, kind of like what you do in a diet until I reach a certain amount. So I, I followed that and that worked and I lost a good amount. So the product does work until I realized this product is filled with chemicals and uh, um, it contains soy. And I'm really big on soy because my hormones are already, already fluctuating and I just didn't want to mess anything with my um, reproductive system and just being a woman. It's kind of like you have to have a healthy balance between what you put into your body to not produce too much testosterone and estrogens and all these hormonal you know, um, waves that we go through. Um, that our body even produces. So um, I stopped taking the herbal life because I, the product was not what I needed. Um, it did its job for what I I was accomplishing. Um, I dropped down to like one sixty, and from one eighty two to one sixty, I felt okay. I felt great. And then um, after I stopped, and I realized like I need to become more consciously aware of what I'm inputting in my body. I stopped eating meat and um, I didn't do cold turkey. So what I did was become the term, quote unquote, pescatarian. So that means I was still eating dairy. I was still eating um, seafood and but just no meat. So that worked out and um, I, I saw I dropped a few weight and I was feeling lighter. My energy was lighter, too. And um Slowly, I started gradually, um, I stopped eating uh, certain fishes and seafoods little by little. So then that dropped down from now being a vegan, from being a pescatarian to being, I'm boxing it again, vegetarian. So here I am now where I've, you know, had this transition that I went from an 82 to down my lowest weight is fluctuated to 148 which is a big drop. Um, and the way my body is designed is I'm more a curvy girl. So it didn't look like I was 182 and people didn't believe it, but I knew my body and I knew that I was 182. And until I felt comfortable in my own skin, I just 
wasn't looking forward to no numbers. I just wanted to feel my body, that I was comfortable in my body, that I felt alive, that I felt joy, I felt this vibrating, that I felt in tune with myself. So that's why I decided, okay, um, I cut off all coffees because coffee did not work for me. Um, you know, sometimes I do crave um, decaf. I'll, I'll crave because the flavor of coffee, whatever. You know, I'll do decaf, but I'm not a big coffee drinker. Some people are, and that's awesome. There's nothing with, wrong with that. However, I have become a big tea drinker because I came to realize that the benefits of teas are phenomenal. And I think they're very underrated and people need to turn more to herbalist and herbs um, as well for healing and understanding their body, Um, especially for the nervous system, the digestive system, the inflammation in our body and the mucus that is in our bodies. So there's certain herbs that help with cleansing all that stuff. Um, as well as having a proper eating lifestyle. So for me, it was really important to be able to understand my body, to put the proper nutrients in my body, so that way I can understand my body. Um, Also to make sure I'm drinking certain teas during certain times, because it has became my lifestyle. Tea was my lifestyle. Every morning I have different types of teas depending on how I woke up that morning. Because face it, we don't always wake up cheerful and ready to go and running and yes. And you know, sometimes we have those days that the emotions we're feeling is just like blah. Or, you know, if we're on our menstrual, we're not feeling the best. And there are certain teas that help with that. So that came... um, a really big part of my life and my lifestyle, um, teas, um, as well as what I ate. So now that I have been so much more consciously aware of what I eat and what I input in my body, for example, if now I have like too much sugar, I can feel like this, this sense of just, um, in my body, just not feeling, um, grounded it feels very everywhere and i'm not saying like jittery or anything but it's just this thing that too much sugar in the body is just not healthy it's just you don't you want to have a balance so you know that's why i'm very easy on the sugars and you know even when there's like the holidays you want to crave all these desserts and they look amazing but i know for me because i've understand my body and i have a beautiful relationship with my body that If I have too much sugar, my body's going to be really upset with me and it may not be my friend at the moment. And I always want to be best friends with my body. And sometimes I do have those moments that like I crave those sweets or I crave those carbs, but I've really tried to downplay it and and know like sometimes that it's just the mind and our minds is not always our best friends. Our minds is not always our best friends. So I remember doing a test on myself that I told myself, this is a time where I was more of a pescatarian, which is me. Let's let's go back. I was eating more dairy, um, but I wanted to fluctuate and test my body. So what I did is I, um, I one month I said, okay, when I get my menstrual and I'm feeling blah, like down, you're like blah, I'm just going to eat a whole bunch of junk food. And I did. I ordered 
um, everything I was craving. I was like pizza, ice cream, Chinese food, like everything you can think of that is not healthy. Candy, um, just things you crave, chips when you're on your menstrual. Well, for most part, you know, just speaking on like my experience. So I, I tested and I said, I'm just going to put this all in my body and see if fulfilling the craving was going to help my body because the craving was in the mind. I was, I was thinking about all these foods and I'll see a commercial and I was like, I want that. And knowing that my body did not need that, but I wanted to test my body and get to know my body. So I did that. That didn't work out. I actually felt depressed. I was crying. I was in so much pain. Cramps were crazy. And I, I didn't like the feeling. But I was testing myself and I knew I was, I was consciously aware of what I'm doing. I did that. The following month, I said, okay. So this, this month, when I get my menstrual, when I crave those crazy cravings, I'm going to do the total opposite. So I, this month, I bought a whole bunch of vegetables and I did just pure juices, um, juicing, a lot of juices, um, ginger shots, and drank a lot of teas. Um, one of my favorite, favorite um, teas for um, menstrual, whether it's cramps or mood, is hibiscus. It is phenomenal for the women's menstrual and the women's reproductive system and just get that blood flowing. And I used to get a lot of blood clots and the hibiscus helped me out so much. Um, so that was that was a big part. And um, I did test myself that month. And I, um, instead of having those crazy junk food that I had eaten um, the month previous, I did the opposite this month. I juiced. And I can tell you, my mood was so much better. Um, I had energy. I still felt fine. So I told myself, it definitely makes a difference um, when juicing and having the proper herbs and teas while you're on your while I was on my menstrual so that's one thing that I always recommend women to do like do not give in to those mental cravings when you are on your menstrual do the total opposite juice drink so much teas like they will help you if you suffer from blood clots from so cramps are really blood clots that are, are in your ovaries and that are created when you're um when you're um on your menstruals. So when that happens, um what I always recommend is using a heating pad to um also massage your pelvic area. So you'll put a heating pad or take a nice warm bath so that way the blood starts breaking up and starts relaxing. So you want to be relaxed because if you tense your body more, what happens is it's, you, the flow is just more um, painful. So you want to be aware, especially breathing. Make sure you're breathing deep, deep, deep breaths. And when you're feeling those cramps, just like massage that area, put a heating pad, and drink your teas. I promise you, you will be at so much ease. Um, this has... So creating this ritual that I got to know my body and I knew how to approach whenever I was getting menstrual cramps and... Um, moody and stuff like that I already knew what geared we have to take 
um, in this season right now. So I didn't want to be in pain and I didn't want to feel like horrible. Um, so every month I, and throughout the month, I would make sure I'll drink my hibiscus teas and then different types of herbal teas that I would get customized as well. Um, and I got really into teas and I understanding the quality of why is it important to have teas, especially at this time. Um, and I did that and, um, I was able to regulate my menstrual in such a beautiful understanding and secret, secret way that my body and I became best friends. So when I, I knew my menstrual was on point, um, and it came to a point that my menstrual had synced in with the moon. So when there was a full moon or new moon, I would get my menstrual. So sometimes it had changed throughout the month. Sometimes it ended up coming um, on the full moon. It was a, a while on the full moon, and then it switched over to the new moon. So I felt so in tune because never did I ever think I would ever <laughs> be in sync with the moon. And it is so beautiful and phenomenal and divine that such a beautiful, powerful feminine energy has now, um, I was able to create this relationship with just not my body, but with the whole universe and within my body. And that's why it's so important to understand your body. So back to what this topic was about, healthy lifestyle eating or healthy diet plan. To me, diets don't work. They just put too much pressure you're judged all the time. You judge yourself. The people around you judge you. And you're just full of these, these like, restricts. And I got to eat this. And gotta, versus making it a lifestyle where you create a balance, you understand your body, and you eliminate the things that the body says, hey, if you take intake this and you put this inside of me, I'm not going to be very nice to you or not, not going to be your friend. And that's when I understood, like, it's, it's really important to be friends with your body. That's why when people end up with different types of diseases and different types of, you know, pains, it's because the body's just trying to signal things and tell you, like, listen, I don't want this anymore. When I decided to stop eating meat is because I just knew that I wasn't being 100% with my body. Now, for those that eat meat, it's okay. I'm not judging you, I promise. But what I do challenge you is maybe eliminate how much meat intake you take. And then slowly and gradually, like I did, um, see. Just test it. What does it hurt? It's not going to hurt. The only thing that I do recommend is don't go, tur- to- don't go cold turkey. Because when you grow, when you do it cold, cold little, I'm tongue, tongue twisting. When you do cold turkey, what happens is you end up falling back into the track, and then maybe several months later, you end up eating meat again. And that's happened so many times. I've heard so many stories of people that were vegan, and then a year later, end up eating again. So why I say don't do cold turkey? Because of that, you're more likely to jump right back out and right back in. Because you did a cold turkey. When you take your time to stop eating meat, you do it gradually and you do it on your own pace. And you set yourself up for, um, that, for failure and it's okay. Because in the beginning, that's how it is. You know, you may feel like, all right, well, I gave up and ate meat. You know, you went 10 days and you didn't eat meat. Beautiful. Or you went 10 days and you just had like seafood 
and you try different meal meat replacers um, and even just try out different ingredients, make your own veggie burgers and just making your own. There's so many now tools and uh, you can search an ingredients and like recipes that there's no excuse not to. So that's one of big thing that really, really hit home. It was um, do it on your pace. There's no racing. There's no comp- competition. Um, there's no judgment. It's just you and your body. And that is the most beautiful, I promise you, beautiful part of the journey. And it's not only towards women. This is also towards men. Because yes, I've mentioned a lot about menstrual in this in this um, episode, but it was something that was really impactful for me that I from my experience of what really like hit home. And then I know many women deal with this. And for those women that are like even um going through menopause and things like that, you know, your your lifestyle and what you intake is so important. Also for men you know, testosterone levels, you know, there's come to a point, there's been, um, I know several men that's, um, that has a lot of, lot of issues with their testosterone, but they don't speak about it because they're embarrassed and they think that it's not manly. So these are the men that suffer from depression, that have anxiety, that have fatigue, that, um, that just have a lot of like more hormonal, why? Because their testosterone level is lower and their estrogen level is higher. So when that is imbalanced, you tend to have this um, side effect of not being um, at your fullest happiness. And that's okay because there's way to fix it. You know, there's so many different supplements you can take. And um, back again, herbal teas that help so much with that. So I just really wanted to touch base with you guys because I love you guys so much and I just want to inspire you guys that it's so important to eat healthy because we get to know our body and also um, sleeping. Here's another thing that I haven't mentioned. Sleeping. Making sure you get seven to eight hours of sleep. And you know what? If seven to eight hours is too much, listen to your body. Some people, that's too much sleep for them. I know for me, when I get too much sleep, I get weird out. Like, I feel off and I just need to be, I'm a very active person. So, um, I just need to have that proper seven to eight hours, no more and no less. Because if I have less, I feel fatigue. I feel like anxious. I feel all over the place. I just want to sleep um, or take a nap and I don't feel fully present. And if I have too much sleep, I just feel also like the same effect. So that's why it's important just to get the proper rest and also, um, you know, going into also a ritual, a daily ritual. So having my proper sleep and as soon as I wake up, go to my rituals, cleansing, saging, um, yoga and meditation in the mornings in the, you know, rising days. And that's important to me because that's when I really get to talk to my body and see where are we? How are we feeling? Is there anything you want to speak? Is there anything you want to say? Do you want to cry? Go ahead and cry. So you hold space for your body because we go through all these emotions daily. And and the emotions are beautiful because they're kind of like a GPS on what chakras need some attention. 
So if I know I'm feeling down or like sad, um, I, I do some grounding poses. If I'm being really hard on myself and with people I love, um, I do more heart um, poses, heart openers. Why? Because I need to operate from the heart. So it's really understanding like these chakras every single day that I'm given another day and, you know, tap in with this beautiful tool that we're given is called body and understanding it. And to me, that's so important because if I don't understand my body, no one else will. There can be thousands and millions and billions of researches, but there is no one unique as me, as well as there's no one unique designed like you. We all have different um, cells. We all have different energy. We all have different everything. There's no one like you. There's no one like me. So yes, there are studies, but the studies are based on researches and, and things like that. But there's nothing really 100% what I believe in my opinion, that there's nothing 110% that's going to tell you how to treat your body like you know how to tell yourself on how to treat yourself. Because who better but you that lives in your bodies knows your body. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. So you know, sometimes doctors doctors say this thing and, you know, or recommend a certain thing and say you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. But at the end of the day, the doctor doesn't live in your body and you do. So you have to find a way first to in tune with your body, to understand it, to communicate it, communicate with it. And I'm not saying to dismiss the medical field. I'm not saying that completely. In my opinion, what I am saying is that eliminate the disconnections from the outside world and go within the universe of the inside world that is within your body because that's where the signals and the signs are and um yeah that's what i really wanted to touch base on and i love you guys so much thank you for tuning in i hope this podcast episode really inspired you on how to approach your lifestyle different and remember, if you're going to do anything in this world, don't do cold turkey. Just one day at a time. At the end of the day, this is your life, your journey, because your soul deserves it.